If you're not listening to the Smoke World Podcast, you're wasting your time, you mortal. What's up, folks? Welcome to another episode of Smoke World. I'm your host, Stone. That's right. Yeah, the guy you forgot about. But guess what? I'm still here, people. What's up, man? How y'all doing? What's going on, folks? Everything is everything over here. Now, listen, this episode is raw. What do I mean by that? Not a big daddy raw for those who get that R.A.W. Go look that up. Anyway. Shout out to Wooden Indian Cigar Lounge. That's in Havertown, PA. I had the pleasure of going up there. Me and the man, Lee Mack, 9112. They had a George Dates event. Pedro was in the building. And, you know, sometimes you're just in conversation, general conversation at the lounge. And it's a few folks. We're talking to Pedro. And he's giving his backstory. His backstory is very interesting. I had the pleasure of interviewing Pedro maybe a year or so ago, but maybe you missed it. So, folks, you take a lot of things for granted here, living in the U.S. Pedro's story is amazing. The fact that at one point getting paid $2 a week. That's right, a week, folks, a week. But what you're going to hear is me. Pulling out my phone, recording Pedro, so you're going to get raw audio. It's not necessarily an interview per se, it's conversation. And speaking of conversation, I must say this. What the fuck is going on at the lounges? Yo, politics is taking over. The one thing, remember, we don't talk about politics, religion, in the lounge. Yo, that's out the window. I'm telling you that right now. And I understand. I respect that because in that news, what's in the front face of everyone is politics. Let's keep it real. It is what it is. Whether you're a fan of, you know who, Mr. Trump, this conversation, one way or the other, is going down in the lounge. So if you're sensitive, eh, you might want to smoke at home. The weather's starting to change. Well, maybe it's not because it's been like Johnny blazing for September. But in a week or two, the weather will start to change. And you can smoke outside, smoke on your deck, do whatever. If you can't take handling in a conversation, which is an adult conversation about politics. That's all I'm going to say about that because it's big boy style. But anyway, anyway, sit back. I ain't with nowhere. Yeah, so what? I missed a week. All right, my bad. I'm sorry. I missed a week. I'm busy, people. A lot going on. But listen up. Pedro Gomez, Drew State's Pedro. Yeah, that Pedro tells an amazing story. Was owned by this guy, this name is Tim. And then from there, you know, 
my dad, uh, my father, I mean, my brother, he was making those cigars, Latin cigars. Then, uh, to me, bro, I saw factories. And everything that I see, a building and bicycle upside, I knew that it was a cigar factory. But back in that time, my trade was making saddles. But the thing about making saddles, especially in an upper-coming economy, in a third-world country, you see guys coming to the downtown instantly in their horses, but then after that, these people were changing their horses to bicycles. Then from bicycle to motorcycle. So the saddle business was dying little by little. So what I was doing to get my paycheck, bro, I was asking money in advance. Because on Saturday, I have to wait until somebody comes to the saddle shop and buy a saddle for me to get my paycheck. Oh, yeah. Fucking brutal shit, bro. It was a time, bro, learning how to make saddles. I was 12 years old. And I do remember that when I got that job, it was right around December when we finished the school cycle in Nicaragua. Everything ends in December. So I got a job right there. And I told my mom, hey, mom, if I get... If I, if, the, if I get paid, because when you are an apprentice, they don't pay you. Right. And I do remember that Christmas Eve falls on Saturday. And I told my mom, hey, mom, I'm going to buy the Coca-Colas for New Year's Eve. And my mom was sewing clothes. I said, well, but if you do that, I'm going to buy the chicken. So we're going to have, you know, a decent meal for Christmas. She didn't get paid. I didn't get paid. Bro. It was fucking... I don't know, man. If I wouldn't be uh, my age and I see a kid in 11 years old fucking busting his fucking ass and not fucking paying nothing, bro, you saying, thank you so much. We're going to see you on Monday. Thank you. So I went back. I fucking went back on Monday. And then uh, I was buying leather, you know, the leather that you do for saddles. And I do remember that at the place where they sell the leather, they said to another guy, hey, Don Enrique, that's his name, rest in peace. You are looking for apprentice? Well, Pedro, you know, he worked for somebody else. Oh, really? So, so what do you do? Well, I run the errands and I do this and this and this. Do you know how to read and write? Yes, I do, sir. All right, well, come to, come to my shop uh, next month. So I went there and I told the other guys, hey, I'm no longer coming. And thank you so much. So I went to this guy's saddle shop. And they said, well, you know, I work with, in the saddle shop, we got like 12 people. And these motherfuckers are badass. Don't let them get into your skin, right? No, don't worry, man. I got fucking alligator skin. And then, you know, I was cleaning the floor, running the errands. And I remember that he said to me, hey, you know, you don't have to go back to your house for lunch. You can have lunch with us, me and my family. And it was the first time that I was kind of eating well and my first paycheck with that guy which was the first one that really paid me was uh two dollars a week <laughs> and that's how back i can imagine from that to where you are today like bro god is good no god is good bro god is folks don't know the backstory yeah you know people see you here when did you go to school here no, I came to school after I finished my high school in Nicaragua, which I dropped out of school for two years because I want to be the badass saddle maker in Nicaragua. And then I realized making saddles, I wasn't going nowhere. I look at my co-workers where they were making more saddles that I was doing. And then with a kid and, a, you know, and a woman, they couldn't make ends meet. I say, fuck it, man. 
uh, let's see what I can do. I think that my best take is to go back to school. So I went to a public high school and because I knew what was waiting for me. If I didn't go to school, I was giving all my best. But at the same time, I was making saddle for horses in the afternoon. And I was working from Sunday to Sunday to make my little money right on Saturday. And then when I finished high school, I applied for this scholarship, which I get the opportunity through John Life. I don't know if you haven't heard that Christian organization. So over there, uh, I was one of the leaders in the club. And they said to me, hey, Pedro, you know, I got this application form. Every year, you know, certain people from the club apply, but nobody guarantees that you're going to get it. I was like, okay. But you only have one week to, to submit the papers. I was like, absolutely. I went to get those letters, those certificates, boom, 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 boom. I didn't want to mail those papers through the mailman because something could happen along the way. So I took... Early in the morning, the first bus from Nick from Esteli to Managua, 3 a.m., taking a, a bus, you know, a public transportation, like three different public transportation. I get to the office, say, hey, I got my paper. Hey, what do you, you could, you could easily, you know, send it through the mail. No, I don't believe in the mail. I'm right here. So long story short, it took a year, which 300 students around the country applied for the opportunity only took a chance. So the program sent me to Iowa, and the mayor that I applied for it was international business. I came here not knowing the language, and it was another thing, bro. You know, getting used to it and everything. But to me, it was the first time that I was, I was going to school, and my whole thing was going to school, not working, the program, they were giving me a little money, I was sending the majority of that money back to my mom to pay the electricity, the water and everything, and the little money, bro, forget about burger cans, I was eating rice and beans every fucking day, you know what I mean? <laughs> and then I graduated from there, and I made it to the Dean List, you know, GPA and everything, bro. Almost four GPA when it comes to migrants. And I was I was getting letters from different universities, but the scholarship program was only for two years. So that means as soon as you're done, you have to go back. And that's what I did. August and July 20th, that's when I went back. I got my resume ready, and I went to every single cigar shop. I mean, yes, every single cigar factory, they didn't have nothing. I went to this gringo little cigar factory, which was Drew Stay. It's a small little egg. And then I got the job, I got the interview with Nicolas Melillo and Manuel Rubio, who is the operation manager assistant. So Nick hired you? Nick hired me. And Nick said to me, bro, I love your resume, bro, and, and, but we don't have nothing there. I was like, Nick, you know, if you give me a job, I'm going to be here tomorrow. If you say a sound, I'm going to be 50 minutes before seven. So, and then that's how the whole thing started. What, what were you doing? What did you start uh, doing down there? I was doing whatever they asked me to do. Okay, same. Right back. Starting all over again. Right. <laughs> and at the end of the day, bro, it's about having determination in life. I mean, dude, you could write a fucking book like an like a inspirational book. Your life is an inspirational life. No, man, God is good, brother, because I believe that God gives you what is in your heart.
You know, when I hustle, I hustle giving everything. You know what I mean? Because, you know, the distraction that we have in life is when everything starts to shine, you get distracted. And you, there is not room for mistakes. There is no room to fuck it up. Because when there is one chat, you only have one chat. And right after that is about the people that you meet, how much you learn from people. And just by having conversations. And then after that, you're going to decide what you're going to do. But at the end of the day, you know nothing. I believe that. Oh, man, look at that. <laughs> Damn. So where do you get that? Wow. Just make sure not to burn yeah, yeah, your yeah, eyebrows. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> burn your balls off. With that. <laughs> Did I show you the video of me lighting a cigar with this? Mm -mm. I want to see it. Yeah, yeah. He wants to see it live. Oh, yeah, I wow. See it, right. All right, so we're looking at a machine gun type style oh, lighter. Wow. I have no, that's a flamethrower. That's not a lighter. No. Dude, that's ridiculous. Check this out. Show it to these guys, too. Oh, shit. Oh, oh, yeah, that's not made for indoors. Damn. Damn. Did it taste like propane? Yeah. <laughs> that's amazing, bro. Let's <laughs> see, that story you just told you, I heard a slightly different version of it exactly one week ago. Damn. Well, details the same, but I think she's a little, 25 a little deeper. That's a flamethrower. Yeah. That's okay. amazing, bro. That's so, so your dad had a good sick. time? Yes, man. My dad, he had a great time. Uh, first time for, for uh, he was here for a week and a half. No. Now, it's empty. Did he, did, was it hard to get him to come here? Like, is that why oh, it took yes. so long he didn't want to come? Like, no, no, no. He always want to come. No, did he? The problem was that his visa, the United States Embassy, right. have to approve your visa. Right. So back in the days, as a, as a war visa holder, yeah. I didn't got no privilege. Right. As a green card holder or a resident, yeah. I didn't have no privilege. Right. But when I became American citizen, they give you the privilege to bring your immediately family, like your 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 dad and your mom, and your kids if you have kids. But for them, I told them, you know, for you, I mean, you already got your whole life in Nicaragua. Over here is about you being locked up at home because I travel so much. So you come here for vacation and you're gonna have a great time i got other friends that their parents that got their visa and they work you know everybody different they do different type of jobs and they might take their dad you know to work with them said to him you don't need to work here right you know i send you money you know for you to be well and then you come here we're gonna i'm gonna show you the whole miami and I was cooking for him, bro. And he said, bro, how do you cook? <laughs> because, you know, back in the days, bro, having chicken, chicken is once every two weeks. Your diet is rice and beans, if you're lucky enough. Yes. So that day, when I when we didn't have nothing for Christmas, well, my mom did, she, she made some tortillas, she boiled some eggs, she put some salt in, some salt in the egg, and that's what it is. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Wow. Fuck I got two quick question. Man. Yes, sir. What's that new cigar? What's the name of it? Because Izzy couldn't get it together. <laughs> How you say it? Yes. We call that one Liga Privada Aniversario Selección de Mercado. All right. So nobody's going to be able to say that. All right. Sele oh, say, it, say it to me. Selecando. Selección. Selección. 
De, de mercado. 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 That's right. You got to roll your R's. Okay. Which is uh, market selection. And that's going to be, now when we get here to the U.S. store, that's strictly uh, going to be That's going to be international only. Nothing here right now. Nothing here right now. I mean, there are certain cigars that we launched right here. Like M81, people were crazy. Because Metallica is a worldwide brand. They said, where are you guys going to send it to us? It was like for us. We still haven't catch up with the demand that that cigar has right here. Crazy, huge. So, but for them, you know, like Jonathan says, our love letter. So we won't be getting that. No time. No man. Out of curiosity, what's the particular reason why? What was the reason why that said we're going to do it internationally and not on the U.S. domestic side? They did that with the bar house, but it was kind of one shot production for one particular distributor and it was you know x amount of thousand of boxes which is nothing you know when you want to split the market but selection mercado is it's a whole different blend it's blend the cigar for the european market or the international market because, in, the, in the chinese market like, right the, the, you're the axe you're the rabbit you're the rating and stuff like that but for us it's more about having a cigar that it has the appealing for the uh, upside of the United States. Because, you know, upside of the United States, what people smoke, the majority, if they do smoke high-end cigars, Cuban is everywhere. And the majority of Cuban blends are more mild to medium. No more than medium to full, just medium bodies. So for us, coming with that one is something extremely special, but at the same time, something extremely unique yeah. from everything that we have. So it's okay. more of like a mild to medium? More like a medium body, very complex, very rich, not over the top when it comes to the pepperness or the spiciness of the strength. It's something super enjoyable to smoke. And the grapper looks like a pink, like rosado, you know, very nice color grapper. And right in the, in the, underneath, they say anniversary, they say selection de mercado. It's just getting that bigger foothold in Europe, you know? Right. you know, it's like you got it here, you know, it's like... And right now, you know, the, the thing what is happening in the international market, after Havana's ESEA, which is Cuban cigars. They put everything at one universal market and then right. it just went crazy. And so basically you got retailers in other countries that, if you are a retailer, you don't want to have empty shelves. Yeah. So right now, uh, new world cigars are taking over. I call them non-Cuban cigars. And non-Cuban cigars, under that buckle falls everything. The most prestigious brands here in the United States, over there they call it non-Cubans. But just as a, as a crazy example, a Cohiba can easily cost you 300 euros. Yeah, I mean, and with all the crops they lost in Cuba, I mean, the production is 20% it's, it's of yes. what it was. And at the end of the day, you know, for us, it's more about seeing the longevity yeah. of Drew Stay. If we're going to do something, it's about doing it in the right way, taking the time. Yeah. When you rush things, things just crumble yeah. and don't succeed. Yeah. But when you the right way, doing it the right way, doing it the right way. It's when you know that you might go places with it. And that's what it is. That's right, Pedro. That is what it is, folks. A lot of times you see the glory, but you don't know the backstory.
So the next time you see somebody succeeding, and I'm not saying for everyone that you're a hater, understand the path, the journey. What did it take to get to this place? That's a hell of a story. I must say, that is a story for you folks. From $2 a week to the main face besides JD, Jonathan Drew, is Pedro. Pedro is the guy you see when you see George States. From making $2 a week in Nicaragua to being the Drew States face. Well, look, folks, I hope you enjoyed it. I'm going to start doing that a little bit more. Now, don't ask me why. I really haven't done that in the past. Just pull my phone out because I'm at a lot of events and I am in conversation. But I never just pull my phone out and start recording. I don't know. Okay, calm down, people. I'm going to start, okay? That's raw audio. It's not like nothing set up. We sit in front of microphones. We're having a conversation with multiple people around. And the individual is sharing their story. With that being the case, folks, again, Smoke World Podcast on IG. Email stone at smokeworldpodcast.com and the website smokeworldpodcast.com. Folks, if you don't know, now you know. If you're new, hey, welcome. Tell a friend, cousin, uncle, nephew, niece, whomever, sister, brother of the leaf that, hey, Smoke World Podcast is still strong and living. With that being the case, folks, you enjoy your week. I will have something great for you. Actually, I plan to interview the owner of Wooden Indian Cigar. He has an amazing story, too. So look forward to that. That's coming up. But besides that, smoke well, be well. Treat your brother and your sister with respect, folks. And God bless. Peace.